Shit, somebody's calling what? me. Toll free call. Toll free call. Yeah, my car's extended warranty is about to expire. We- <laughs> Prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you man. like to accept this phone call from this? Uh, we should do a, Get me out of here. We should do a podcast just on Jason <laughs> and his telemarketing like calls. Yeah. Cause really they, they're, they're epic. We've, we've, we've went as far as talking about maybe record. Like it's like cranking. Doing... It, it turns into cranking. Do you remember crank anchors yeah. or uh, what was the one back in the day with like the, the beastie boys or whatever, the, the, the old, Dirty comics, Jersey boys, Jersey boys, Jerky, Jerky, Jerky boys, Jerky, Jerky boys. boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So like different names that we use, like, uh, uh, what was some of the, uh, Yusuka Madik. That was, yeah, it's my Middle Eastern name. Uh, Barry McCockiner. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crap favorite. I used to work at the same place. They did like the guys, it was when they first came out with like all those membership cards and stuff. Cause King Supers had done it. I was like, it was like 98. 99 right in there and uh we did the, my buddy would submit super card application right? you know, <laughs> so, and you would type in like yeah four 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 and it would come up mike hunt right <laughs> yeah yeah you're like yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or there was one it was, i, I like, use mike oxmall mike oxmall yeah <laughs> yeah think, think that's about my it. it's fine because i i like to drag them on because usually i'm driving so i'm like i got all the time in the world right um i actually had one guy called me started in an indian accent halfway through the phone call switched over to an american accent like his little voice changer had kicked in and by the time i got to the end of it i gave him my name and he was like all right that and he hung up because usually I, sometimes I can get past the name part and they don't blink an eye at it. It's like, all right, here we go. And then they're like, what's your address? And it's usually like 420 smoking way or something like that. And, or something with 42069. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. You know? And they just hammer away. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, do you like traveling? No. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. Yeah. Uh, welcome. We're, here we are at the uh, H3O Crank Anchor Central, H3O podcast, um, our telemarketing aversion, uh, version That's here. Uh, we have our first repeat, repeat customer, repeat, no repeat guest. Yeah. Yes. Two timer. And maybe, the, maybe our first in-studio guest as well. Oh, cool. First yeah. repeat in-studio. Well, technically we had Alex on for three episodes. But that was no. He was before. Sequential. He was before that. You know, but Alex was in sequential order in studio. In studio, fair for all the the Everest fair podcast. Uh, okay, which you should go back and listen. You to should go back and listen to those. Yeah, yeah. but so we but we are we are pumped to have here, Gabe here. Gabe in here. Gabe is the founder, owner, man, myth, soon to be legend. Ivory holsters. Um, and it's been, it's been fun. We, we always try to find, we always talk about, man, we got to hang out more. We got to, we got to connect more. It's and he's making holsters. I know. Like, like he posts great content on social media and all kinds of yeah. crazy stuff. So we're trying to conglomerate into, yeah, yeah. into one mass yeah, keeping yeah. mass. Honestly, yeah. yeah just, Hunt, hike, know. harvest, ivory, holster.com. Yeah, do you want to, do you need to rent space? Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we need to build a shop. We could, we could, Eventually. we could get you, you a just shop. come here and stamp out some holsters. Yeah. But, uh, or hats or, didn't you buy a hat mold? Didn't I see you guys doing that? Mm-hmm. Buying a hat, a hat press? No, uh, we don't have one, though. No. Oh, okay. No. I thought you were making your own no, hats, too. No, no, no. It was, yeah, the, we hired a company to make us some of the, like, leather patch hats. Right, right. Yeah, that was them. They had posted something on whatever facebook and so we just shared it gotcha gotcha nice that's what i get for just casually scrolling oh, instead of like reading for, yeah just like mindless it. toilet scrolling just <laughs> sit there and yep. just keep going yeah. and going and going yeah my wife will walk past every now and again and rap on the door she's like you okay I'm yeah. like, yes I'm, I'm working on perfection here I'm working. <laughs> uh, but everybody knows like when i'm sending stuff out it's usually where that's where i am doing my deep thinking <laughs> yeah and they just get like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, There's like it, four. He's always sending me, you know, Instagram videos of stuff. Like they're never hunting related. They're never hunting related. Or baseball. They're, they're borderline yeah. inappropriate it's like most of the time. Church or, yeah. And uh, somebody getting hit in the balls. In, infantile humor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I'm a 41 year old man up. stuck in a 12 year old's body. Yeah. Nice. You're only 41. Yeah. yeah. Only. Baby face. 
Yeah, it looks good. If you yeah. shaved, you'd have to go I back did to shave high today. But, I know, right? So, get, getting to uh, our subject matter, <laughs> I'm like hurting cats over here today. Uh, it's it's been a while, but it's fun. We we always talk about you know just side kind of parking lot conversations, and and we really have no agenda for today other than to just catch up with Gabe. Since if you watched our previous podcast with Gabe, he was early in the ivory, you know, kind of. Uh, mission and now fast forward to today you've quit your job yep you are full-time not the ivory holster job but his real no his his other job ivory holsters was a passion project and now you're full-time and you're you're crushing it and you got a lot of stuff going on which is awesome we've you know we're always supporting and telling people about you guys and and we do everything we can to let people know that um you know if they need a holster you're the go-to. Yeah, it's been it's been really really good. I can't, I can't explain. Like God is just God takes real good care of me. I'd like to tell people I'm his second favorite son, so <laughs> I'll I'll take whatever I can get. But but it's at times like it's and you guys do the same thing, right? Times are like, you know, Father, can I have this? And and then he's like, All right, pal, you want it? You mm-hmm. got it, right? And then he slaps you in the face with it. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, I can't gripe. I asked for this, right? right. So. But it's great. I got to quit in June and, and now I'm at home three meals a day with the boys. And, nice. and yeah, we got four little boys and then, um, and Melissa and she's just like, it's, it's hectic, but man, it's nice to, to be at home working at least as of now out of the garage. I was going to say, you're still in the garage, right? Yeah, and it's a mess. It's, like, <laughs> it's even worse than when you it's guys time, It's over. time yes. to like get a real building now. I just, I just put up, uh, I've been for the last two days messing with these CNC routers mm-hmm. to, to uh, help. Let's tip out stuff. some of those shells that mm-hmm. you make for the uh, release holster for the knock to it and all that. Um, and I don't know anything about CNC. I'm like, yeah, I was gonna say it's technical stuff. Like, yeah, I'm tapping the mold with a hammer to try and get to get it to line up so that the machine punches hole. It's it's way more advanced than what I'm used to, but I'll we'll, we'll get it squared away. I just need to either yeah. need to hire somebody or automate. You know, somehow, YouTube so. YouTube is great resource. Oh, it's yeah. just how to use CNC machine. I'm I was, sure there's I was some... on a tear last night on that. I almost like I was laying in bed just thinking about all the crap I needed to do today to to like get stuff square and and yeah, it's and now I'm like super excited about it. I'm like I want I want bigger machines, yeah. I want to learn. Yeah. So that's I mean it's awesome. I mean, you know, if we go back, I mean, your first kind of like wedge of of getting in the door was you know, I would say maybe a shot in the dark where you reached out to the guys at XO and yeah. you said, Hey, I want to make you guys some holsters. And, you know, now uh, we just had a conversation before we got on today. You're now kind of, you're kind of part of the family and, and you've managed to continue being their go-to, which means obviously in conjunction with obviously their growth, you've seen growth that's run parallel where people are identifying you kind of synonymously with them, you know, so talk a little bit about that and just how that's been a big part of it. And I know in the last calendar year, you guys, as you make that move to go kind of full time, you also started doing trade shows and that kind of thing. So just talk about how that has been instrumental in in where you are today. Yeah. I think the thing that's been the most beneficial and I, I, you know, you hear people talk about like, uh, networking and partnership. And I'm always like, that's just an excuse for dudes to get together and drink beer. And it's not, it is, <laughs> I'm telling you without guys like you guys and, and the, specifically the guys from XO have been so incredibly good to us. Um, we just got back from the Western hunt expo in Salt Lake, Yeah, had a boot there. And the number of people that came over, uh, because XO sent them over cause, and, and they don't have to do any of this, right. But they put right. the, they put our, our holster on their pack, which if I'm honest, it works perfectly for their pack because we designed it with them but uh the people that like would see the holster and go where do i get one of those and they're like go to that booth over there and so they just ship people over to us they're just so good and then you know you guys you guys are constantly doing whatever it is gear review videos and and you you come over to the garage and you're so kind right you do a video on like the process and and it's just those types of relationships i'm i'm learning you can call it influencer marketing if you want um but it's just guys that are of the same mind, right? And they enjoy the same thing. And if something works for them, then they're gonna they're gonna run with it. And they've never they've never asked me for a a, a thing. They just uh, and like you said, I don't I don't know that they would consider me part of the family. But but uh, I'm pretty 
pretty excited. We get to go do the the death hike. So we were talking before. Yeah. They do a death hike once a year, and they're talking they're talking some massive elevation, and they they're super tight lipped about it. So I don't know what it's going to be, but I yeah, they usually don't like to it. let the cat out of the bag with that. Yeah. So I, I literally so- drug a tire around for <laughs> thirty five minutes. And- Yesterday was, you know, there, there are a couple of guys that, you know, that we have I, friends in common that have a place where you can like prepare yourself for that. Yeah. I need, I just physically. need you guys to fix my knee. Yeah. That's it. I, hey, yeah. we know people. Yeah. 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 We, we, we can probably, uh, probably Something help out. That, that ends in cane or doll or. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, it's funny. Cause it from the needle. You just stick open, it in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, when, when, when you walked in, I was letting the dogs out and, uh, I said, so uh, you're probably going to be in the market for uh, a trainer here pretty soon or a strength coach. And he's like, yeah, I started working out. And he's telling me about some of his workouts. And because um, if you don't know, if, if you've never seen or heard of the death, the death hike, it is quite an endeavor, about 48 hours usually. Yeah, the, they did one last year in Alaska. I think a couple of years ago, they did a hundred miler. And yeah, the name miles. is very descriptive of the event for sure yeah and now they're talking like some devious stuff that they they won't they won't say anything but it's going to be horrible and they're like it's their i guess 10th year so it's supposed to be the worst Tenth one anniversary yet. the worst one yet so, so yeah, the, the guy, this is a mission of misery yeah so the guy kyle i don't know if you kyle camp he does um valley to peak nutrition he's got a uh, nutrition um podcast and he he was a he's a i think he's probably uh, forgive me kyle he's probably five Nine. <laughs> that, that might be generous, but he used to be 260 pounds at like five, five, seven or five, nine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just went like, so he down. was as wide as he was tall. He was, he went down the rabbit hole and figured it all out. And now he's, he's like this shredded little monster, but he's got, he just has, I shouldn't have said little, I'm sorry, but he's got this like, like system that just works and he's crushing it with the nutrition side of it. And so he, uh, he sent me a program, a workout program, which is like, it's, it's like heavy on the legs. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, like one day a week you're doing push-ups and pull-ups, but the rest of it is like, Hey, we're going to kill your legs. Sure. Uh, so, and it's, it's working, it's, it's helping, but, um, so yeah, I'm happy and super excited, but man, it's going to be, I am positive. It'll be the worst thing I've ever done physically. Right. It's, it's a weird dynamic to be excited about an endeavor that, you know, is going to be potentially the most challenging thing that you do. Yeah. Well, a lot of those things, it's just more mental than it is physical. You're 100% right. right? Like right. as long as yep. you can not give up on yourself, it doesn't matter. You're, you're, it doesn't matter what shape you're in. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to get through it or find a way to get through it. Or there's going to be people that are going to help you push through it along the way. I well, could not agree more. And that's what the guys that have done it in the past have said. They're mm-hmm. like, fitness is going to be a big deal, but it's, like you said, 99% is yeah, just in your head. Your I'm not going to quit. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. Right. So. Well, I, I remember a couple years ago. Um, and, and this is when Garrett was still living here. Garrett's from top priority hunting. And we were talking about it. And that year, I know they, they filmed a bunch of it one year and they kind of walk through, you know, the process, they can't kind of showed up. And, and that year they had people in teams and, and I think they probably still do something like that. And, you know, it's kind of a, a treasure hunt of sorts. Like they, they started out at like midnight or two o'clock in the morning yeah, and no headlamps. And, on. Yeah. And, yeah. and so within that, you're not just hiking and trying to cover a bunch of distance and elevation. They're going to give you obstacles. And within that, I know it was like, yeah, they started out and it was like, Oh, you're an idiot. You forgot your batteries. So <laughs> right. the first six hours of this hike, you have to do, darkness. you have to do without a headlamp. And they started in the middle of the night and then it yeah. was, you know, they hiked all, all night long and then they got to a point where it was, um, well, you got to get across this Creek, but the Creek is just too freaking deep. And so they had to strip down and lay in the Creek for yeah. 60 seconds each. And it's, it's Creek water in the freaking springtime. Yeah. And it's, it was miserable. And you like, I remember like Cody Callum from That's born like- and raised, like he was laying there and like the camera was close to him and he was just like, <laughs> I remember that video. Yep. He was just like shivering it's like, it's and like hyperventilating. It's like buds, but for the, the average outdoorman. Yes, it's exactly what it's like. And then like when Garrett got back from that year, 
um, the last part of it was like, okay, well, uh, if you haven't killed a bear, because there was a hunt component where they were supposed to be actually trying to hunt, yeah. and no one killed anything. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody ever has on one of these. But, <laughs> oh, for 10 years. And it was like, well, you got to checkpoint D or whatever it was after however many hours of misery. And they're like, uh, if you haven't killed a bear yet, um, load up all of that. And it right. was 80 pounds of rocks. of rocks. And then they had 18 miles left. And when Garrett got done, he called me and he was like, dude, my legs are numb. They've been numb for two days. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, what can I do? And I'm like, um, Stretch and foam I was like, <laughs> uh, hydrate or I, I, I'm not really sure that's new to me. To no, I just do. heard one of the guys. So Steve owns S and S archery as well mm -hmm. up in Idaho. And, uh, I didn't talk to Rob about it, but Rob, Rob is the guy that kind of runs that, that archery shop. I heard. Uh, I don't remember who I was talking to. Oh, I, I do. Um, doesn't matter. It, Paul, Paul Jerish. He was telling me that Steve talked to him after, or not Steve, uh, Rob from SNS archery talked to him after the death hike and the entirety of the bottom of his feet blistered both feet, mm -hmm. the whole, the pads, all of it. He's like, it took a month to heal. Like I, you walk around with blisters on the bottom of your feet for a month because pride and I'm in, right? We're painting a really yeah. pleasant picture. Yeah, I'm so excited. You, you're paying to go get tortured. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pay to buy gear and pay to go out there and, and yeah. you know, fly out. And and it, it honestly, I mean, you guys, you know it too. So I have a question, but, but the, the, the thing is like being able to test yourself against yourself because you listen to guys like Jocko Willink and, and, uh, um, there's just a ton of guys out there that talk about how we are so soft now. Oh, yeah. Like it used to be, we'd have to, you, you had to go out and do something physical so you could eat and, or, or provide food for your family. Mm -hmm. And now we don't, we don't have to do that to the point where we've got such a soft life that we literally pay people to, to us help food. us torture ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. You go yeah. to a gym, right? Like yeah. I got to pay somebody to business. teach me how to torture myself to get into better shape. Right? That's, that's our business. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but but so my, I guess my, my question, and I've done a couple of things. Yeah. A couple of things, uh, in the past, but it's like, so you talk about like it being mental grit. And mm -hmm. I, I, I've, I've had a couple of years in the mountains where I'll go, uh, on a solo hunt. Mm -hmm. And after three, four days by myself, I'm like up there thinking like, uh, it'd be real, you know, your wife probably needs you. Right. You're, right. you, you haven't seen any Yeah. I'll talk myself off the mountain. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I, and I did. And then I, I go home and I'm like, I will never do that again. Right. And, and so until there's you that get out there next time until you get out. And so, so my question was like, how do you, how do I build mental grit um, yeah. aside from, and not even aside from, maybe that's the only way is just to do hard crap. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so I would do stuff like, all right, you're a giant wuss in the head. Mm -hmm. You need to figure out how to, how to toughen up. So I'll do, I'm like, all right, for the next 90 days, no hot water, cold. And I mean like icy cold showers every day mm -hmm. just, just to build that mental grit. And so to do something like that, I got to mm -hmm. have a reason. Like I wasn't working out before the death hike, right? I don't have a reason, a good reason anyway, aside from like life longevity and like right. staying alive for my children. And so, right. <laughs> like I, I need a reason Nominal to do stuff. That. So I like jump in the shower and I'm like, all right, what's your reason? What's your reason? And I got to come up with a reason in my head for this horribly cold shower, but it does help. Those little things help to yeah. build mental yeah, I mean, there's, so there's breathing routines do? and things like that, that, I mean, I've been reading up a lot about and listening to a lot of things about ice baths, cold plunges, cold showers, and how that helps from a mental standpoint of, you know, the, the science says you only really need to be in like a cold plunge or bath for like two minutes. Like that's the most time really? you need in there. Yeah. yeah. And in a shower setting, it's like 30 seconds. Yeah. I think what? it's like, so the, the plunge is it's some it's like minimum of two two to five minutes right and then that's up to your neck yeah in that, ice that's water. fully submerged and then you are uh, if you do an an additional like thirty seconds of cold with every shower during mm -hmm. the week uh, that there the amount of anabolic response to that is like it's really lasts, really it lasts like six to eight hours so they actually they they say doing that cold stuff before. You do your physical activity, not post, because I guess post, it's actually yeah. shown to be. Um, it shunts that response. It, yeah, it shuts yeah. down mm -hmm. the hypertrophic yeah. response in your body. But if you do it beforehand, you get like all day results 
from it. So okay. that's like higher, mm-hmm. you know, um, higher dopamine or, or um, uh, what is the, the chemical? Yeah, um, like epinephrine. Epinephrine and that, that stuff that, that goes Big on words. in your body. Big yeah. But 30 seconds, I mean, if you've ever been in a cold shower, and obviously you've done this, I'm, I'm assuming, since you've been talking about yeah. it, um, it's not easy to breathe through that stuff. And there are certain breathing techniques yeah, and stuff that can help you. But yeah. I think just the idea of set yourself a goal, like, hey, I'm going to get up at 6 o'clock every morning and hop in a cold shower, Okay. But you got to actually do it, right? right? And then how many? You got to hold yourself accountable to those things. You're exactly right. You know what I mean? But I think from a mental standpoint, it's like, well, fuck. If I can get through two minutes up to my neck in 37 degree water, the rest of the day is kind of easy. Right, then hiking, hiking around in the woods for you know 48 hours shouldn't be all that bad. Yeah, I mean, I you see a lot of stuff with that, that especially where that barrier lies, and like you mentioned, you know, I think our all of our creature comforts, right? Just always keep us in that buffer zone, Mm -hmm. right? And as you get outside of that, and there's a lot of contextual ways you can kind of shape up what that looks like, right? Which is, you know, like, even to the extent of you saying like, okay, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm going full time with this, like Mm -hmm. that's getting outside your comfort zone, right? Now you have all these things where you're like, oh boy, I'm on my own now. I got, I, I, I don't have anything that says I'm going to get a paycheck in two weeks right. and, you know, those types of things. And then you get into the physical side of it where for most of us, once we reach specific heart rates and things like that, like we just automatically go, Oh, that sucks. Mm. And then we like back off. I right. I did that this morning almost. Yeah. And, and oh. I think that's, that's the hard almost. part is that just like with anything and there's, there's even some interesting research like based around that stuff where, um, I've looked at stuff, for example, like that threshold anaerobic based stuff, which is the worst. It's the most painful, right? Where you start accumulating and and seeing higher concentrations of like lactic acid and things like that. And people always go like, oh, like that's the worst. And that's the most painful is when you actually look at people that are of higher training ability, just because they get higher training ability and they've done that more often doesn't mean that they have less. They actually produce more. And what happens is, is their ability to learn how to Mm -hmm. deal with it and learn how to actually operate in that, that level in that zone gets gets better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really realistically what it is. When we ride the bike here, you know, there'll be times when it's like, all right, this sucks, but it's only 30 or 40 seconds. And then you just turn it off and you just go, you just put your head down and go. All right. And next thing you know, you're five, six, seven minutes into it when it sucked for the thir- first 30 seconds and you haven't felt anything since then. Yeah. But you know your gas because your heart rate's through the roof, right? But you have found a comfort being uncomfortable. So would you say that's the best way to do it? Meaning like you exactly what you said happened this morning. I told you I was dragging a tire this morning. I mm-hmm. built a tire drag and I'm dragging a tire. And for the record, dragging a tire on dirt or <laughs> on the grass or whatever is so much easier than the incredibly smooth sidewalk that thing turns into a suction cup on the sidewalk it's horrible <laughs> well you've got more uh, more friction yeah. oh there. my gosh it, it, it was four or five hundred pound tire oh for sure yeah. so, i forgot to tell you that the tire had a truck attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so but it was that one thing this morning like i'm i'm dragging the tire like you said my head is down i'm looking at the concrete and everything in my body is like dude stop take a break and i had to override it my head had to go you can stop when you get to that stop sign two blocks away, then you can, then you can take a break. And yeah. I was like, I'm not, and I think it was Kobe Bryant, it, man, it was such an impressive thing. Kobe Bryant said the words at one point, he goes, I am not negotiating with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Right. And so I did it the other day with my kid, we were, we were doing the box step ups and we were supposed to do four rounds of box step ups for five minutes around. And we got to round three and I was like, you doing okay. He's like, yeah, I'm good. And, and he's, 11. So of course he's good. <laughs> Kids like jumping up the steps, but I'm like, there's that moment where it's like, well, the, the routine only calls for three at the stage we're at right now. You could do, you could get away with doing three. And I had like Kobe in my head going, do not negotiate with yourself. Yeah. Just, so I'm like, I told myself at the beginning, I was doing four, I'm doing four yeah. and, and you can do it. Right. We just negotiating yourself, like negotiating with a toddler. It is. You're, that is such a great, honestly, that's a great way of putting it because yeah. in my brain, I turn into such a freaking toddler. I'm like, oh, my legs. Are yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, there's yeah. a, uh, there's a movie called 
facing Giants. Uh, they were facing the Giants. There's a football scene. I don't know if you've ever seen the, huh. the movie. The big motivation, we used to use it from a baseball standpoint, from a motivational uh, perspective. But the whole premise of it is this guy can't do this bear crawl. I have it's seen like 20 that yards or whatever it is, but he's got to do it blindfolded. And he ends up crawling the entire length of the field. Mm -hmm. And the coach is sitting there just hooting and hollering at him, like, keep going, keep going. Yeah, you said and you were going to give me your best. Right. Yeah. And then he takes yeah, the blindfold off and realizes that he's gone the entire length of the football yeah. field. And yeah. he thought he couldn't even do it for 20 I yards. I did see that. Yards. That's the kind of stuff that gets me super jacked up. Right. Like, I'm very externally motivated. Like, there are guys that have that. I don't know if you're, if you're the type. Like, internally, they're like, I will not negotiate. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I got to watch Jocko in the morning or. Right, right. Yeah. Or somebody's a video like you that. Need your daily stoic. Me, yeah, it will get me jacked up to the point where I'm not I won't be stopped, right? But man, it's yeah. Coming from from an internal place, everything internally I'm I'm just I got to turn off uh, who is it? Uh Rogan talks about his inner his inner bitch. He's like sometimes you got to slap that that little inner bitch and tell her to shut up, right? Oh, yeah. I that. Yeah. She, I think she's well, in there. I have one. Yeah. I think we all have one. I, like every single impressive. day. Every single day I like think about stuff and I like look at my day and like I go through things and I, I have that conversation with myself continuously yeah, all the time. Right. Where, and then, and the hard part is, is then like allowing yourself at least the ability to go, I can still redeem or I can still do, you know, more next time or tomorrow or yeah. whatever. You know, and, and, it, and it's just, I think it's a constant process, but the hardest part is for most people, it's getting started and then it's maintaining consistency. Mm -hmm. And like, we're all guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. Like right now I've been battling with back issues and some other stuff that's just been crippling me. And so like my inner bitch has been going like, you should go lay down. Right. You know? And I'm like constantly just stretching and rolling Are and you all calling me your inner bitch because i think i was the one telling you to go right now <laughs> and 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 like right now i'm sitting here going like i got i gotta slap that thing right now yeah. like I, I gotta i gotta work my way out of this because i know that if i'm gonna ever feel better and if i'm ever gonna you know have a better mental state about like where i'm at and what i'm doing that yeah. you know you, you can't give into that i, I like my <laughs> knees bothering me right now and i'm thinking to myself like Kyle camp is like, dude, you're, you're just starting training. You need to take it easy. Like go, not, not easy. You need to go slow. Don't start like you're, cause I just turned 42 right, to hundred. Yes. Don't go to a hundred at your 42. Let it, you know, yeah. work your way in. And so I've got to focus on that, but I'm, my knee is starting to torque and get real tight. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. And, and on the inside, my, I'm going to call it my inner Karen. We'll go inner Karen. <laughs> in case my kids watch this at some point, my <laughs> ah, Karen, uh, she's like, stop. And, uh, then I think I, the like, chat, I have this, like, chat, Giga chat takes over. Right. I have this like inner Goggins, which is like, Hey, you think you're the first dude to ever run with a knee that was tight? Right. Yeah. Go. Right. And I'm yeah. like, so I, I, I'm like, or, or Cam Haynes Karen's or whoever. Like, yes. Like, I am the first person <laughs> to ever run. I'm the only one to ever feel this so, ever. Well, yeah. I give you, give you a, 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 an example. I've been, working with a guy right now who it does mainly like solo hunts. And he, he reached out to me via email a couple months ago and I just kind of started getting him, him up and going. And he has like his home gym, right? Which is like so common with everybody now, right? I think COVID was a huge part of that where everyone's like, I can't sure. go to the gym, so I'm gonna just make my own, right? And, th and I'm like, hey man, just send me what you have. And this guy's like, Oh, I've got like, uh, chains and I've got sleds and I've got, um, a yoke. I like to do strongman stuff. Da 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 da. da. And he I'm like, I'm like, holy it. crap. And he's like, I solo hunt, blah, blah, blah. And then I come to find out this dude's 67. I love guys like that. And I was like, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> I was like, that <laughs> is amazing. I it, wish. Yeah. It's guys like that, that they, they don't even have an inner Karen anymore at 67. Right. He's shut her up to the point where all he hears is yeah. Goggins. He's, oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, I get notifications when people complete, like we have an app for, for a lot of the workouts and stuff that we send remotely to people. And like, I get every day, uh, Tom completed his workout. I'm like, son of a bitch, right? <laughs> like, that guy's crushing it. I'm like, I should get off my ass right now. There's a guy, uh, named Russ Meyer, same way. And this guy, I, I mean, He's an absolute killer. Like the guy, he walks out of his front door and animals drop dead. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> Just look at him like he kills everything. Time. Yes. 
He's incredible. Uh, but he's one of those guys, like I was listening to a podcast with him on it. He was talking about how he, he knew he needed to run that day. It was a part of his workout. He had the option to, to run on the treadmill or go outside. And it was like blistering cold. Oh yeah. And it's like snowing. It's a downpour. And, uh, he actually went to like, go get on the treadmill and then his inner, whatever Goggins or right. Jocko chimed in and was like, you get your ass out there and you get in this. And, and so, and it was like his second workout of the day. Yeah. And the guy's well in, he might, he might be 60 now. He's well into his fifties. And that's what he, he actually was one of the guys that completed the death hike. Um, but he just, it's guys like that, that like, it's one thing for me to do it at 42, right? I can do yeah. it for a reason for a while, but this guy has made it a lifestyle. Like yeah. you guys have built a business around like taming your inner Karen. And it's just awesome because yeah, I just don't, I don't want to do it unless I have a really great reason. Tame your inner, Tame Karen. Your inner Karen. I like it. That's good. Yeah. You should see our new shirts. Yeah, I want to see. That's, yeah. 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 Sweet. We're, we're, they're on order. They're, they're on order. Uh, they're, awesome. they're, they're going to, uh, they're going to go. One of those. Yeah. It might be a little bit. I mean, like so I, you're you're always very good at like the video where you're like, "Where's he going with this?" And then like you kind of like fire it out with just a little wrinkle of comedy or perspective. And I I'm try like, to. "Yeah, it's and and you do it, you do it well." I I had a buddy tell me actually another holster maker told me one time. So I was at the range at Bar Lake with my kid. Mm -hmm. We're we're shooting, and I set up the camera so I can check form and all that stuff. Right. So we're recording, and, and you see my kid come into the camera view, and I. I sent one and he, and he, he's seven, I think eight at the time. And you hear him go perfect dead nuts on. <laughs> and I'm like, so I, it, you know, I fire a couple more arrows and I, I didn't, I didn't laugh. Camera's yeah. running, but I, after we shut it down, I shut the camera down and I had to get down to his, so I, I kneel down and I get to his eye level. I said, okay, buddy, I just want to make, I, and you're right. It was a great shot. It was, yeah. it was fun. But, when you say, which is a term that daddy has used, yeah. he, he didn't get that from mama, right? <laughs> a term that daddy uses dead nuts on. I go, what you're actually saying is I had to explain to him that, that nuts were testicles. And so what you were saying is like dead testicles on. And uh, he's like, why would anyone say that? Why would anyone ever say dead testicles on? And I'm like, I don't know, son. It's a term for accuracy. I don't, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> But that's what you're saying. And now you're in a rabbit yeah, hole with just, your he kid. Was, he's, oh, trying, was, he's trying to rationalize. You're going to get a phone call from school and it's going to be like, your kid was saying yeah. something about being dead nuts wrong or on. <laughs> yeah. And so, so my buddy, he was like, dude, you have got to put that on a shirt. Like dead nuts on. Perfect dead nuts on. Like hashtag it. Or, oh, you know, that's I'm like, so funny. It would you be could have an shirt. arrow going through a pair of nuts. Right. Right. It would be perfect. Yeah. Dead yeah. nuts. Yeah. But like there, there's so many companies that have literally made insane amounts of money off of stuff just on, just yeah. exactly like that right i'm kind of baffled by that like you don't you don't and i don't mean that in a bad way like you've just done an excellent job of marketing yourself you don't provide a product or a service aside from shirts mm -hmm. uh yeah but you've built a following behind what you're doing it's and i kudos to those guys it's amazing to me but it was like like if i didn't have ivory i wouldn't I wouldn't, I don't know what I would do in the way of like, what, what would you put on a shirt to actually just sell shirts? Right. And it's done. You're exactly right. There are people that do it just and come up with stupid money things and find a market for That's it. That's easy. I do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Got to write them down. Yeah. And then be like, all right, let's just make a shirt. We'll do a, a test run, do like an AB test, right? Like this one and this one, which sells more. Okay. That one. Yep. A sold more. That's what we're going to put out. We go with it. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That's funny. Yeah. Instead of putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Well, it's cool. You guys got new shirts coming. Yeah, they're going to, yeah, we're, we're making them for the events this summer and, um, hopefully, hopefully they go well. I mean, uh, they're pretty standard on the front. And so, so tell me, I mean, let's talk about that real quick. You have, and I, we mixed them up and I'm going to mix them up again. Western Hunt Fest. So Western Hunt Fest, you're at two events, two events. Dude. Yeah. We added a second one this weekend, but the yeah. event added another yeah. location in, uh, uh, New Mexico. So you're doing New Mexico one and then one in Colorado, Colorado, American Bowman club in Colorado, cool. uh, just, just outside of Denver out in Bailey. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's 30, 40 minute drive and, um, and you'll have a booth at both. Yep. Yep. Are and you able, so to, we're gonna are you be able doing... to shoot them too or no? We didn't last year. No, we're, so we're testing out some new technology for the pack out challenge. Um, these are like fitness trackers, but sweet. There's a dashboard 
and we can put them all and we can see all the metrics in real time. Sweet. So as those athletes are going around the course, we'll be able to pull their data every time they come back and it'll show us their heart rate, their energy output, their body temperature, you know, all of that stuff. And then using that information to, you know, create more educational models to inform hunters. Like last year, we did this load speed index and everybody was like fascinated with this idea of how much weight can I take before my body starts to break down? Yeah. And so it's all based on weight and height. And so you put all that into the equation and I go to some guy like, Hey, you can take, you know, 97 pounds. Right. And so you, then you have to make a tactical judgment, right? It's like, well, I have X amount of weight that I've got to take and I've got to do it in the shoot the, the shortest amount of trips or the fewest amount of trips, the shortest amount of time. How much weight am I willing to carry? Dude, that is such right. That's but that awesome. helps you for when you go into the woods, yep. right? And you've got to pack out and you're like, all right, I've done this before. I know I can carry two quarters without killing myself. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna put on, and that's what I'm gonna walk out with. Right. Right. Or that's... if you're in a group, then we, that way you can balance loads so that somebody's not dragging ass behind you because they're overloaded for their body size and type. Um, and then the other guys are underloaded because, you know, you decided to distribute it equally when in, in reality, you know, maybe I should have taken more than Joel should have taken. Just based on your... Just based on my physiology. Right? Nice. And knowing what my my cardiac output is for doing something, you know, we were talking about getting into that, that zone where yep. you want to tell yourself to stop. Yep. That's a perfect example is when you're carrying something out that weighs 80, 90, 100 pounds. And you've got to crawl up a mountain um, to get it out. Yeah. It's, you know, how much are you willing to put your body through to get out? Like, what's it worth to you? Yeah. So our our, our real mission with the Western Hunt Fest and our, our portion of it, which is the pack out piece, mm-hmm. is to kind of like open people's eyes to that. Like, we all look at that endeavor, which is we go out, we hunt. Our goal is please give me an opportunity to fill a tag you fill the tag, the work starts, right? And depending upon how many days you've gone, right? Like those things factor in it. You know, you kill a bull on day one, we're fresh. That's awesome. Good for you, right? You kill a bull on day seven, you may be 50, 60, 70, or even a hundred miles in. Mm -hmm. Now you have to like make some calculations on like, even to the extent of saying, I don't know if we go over this ridge, this next ridge, and we kill something, if I'm going to be capable of getting that animal extracted yeah. and getting out. Right. right? So, time. yeah. So, so those or are things we're, just, we're trying to get people to understand. And the load speed index thing is really big as well as even like we shared some stuff on altitude and what happens to oxygen saturation, what happens to your sleep pattern, sleeping at altitude. If you're not used to being there, yeah. you know, you get disruption of that, you get appetite loss. Those things affect like caloric intake, mm-hmm. all these things that are like can really be narrowed down into some super like scientific stuff. And just trying to like bring that to people so that they go like, oh, wow, like I never thought about this stuff. All I thought of was A was going on the hunt, B was trying to fill a tag, C is I got to figure out how to get the hell out of here. And we're trying to like just create some space in those gaps to get people more understanding of like there is a way that we can make this better. There's a rhyme, there's a rhyme and a reason to what you're doing. Yeah. That makes so much Don't sense. Don't guess. Like I, I, I. I know from, cause I've never done anything in the way of like fitness. Right. So, and I don't, I'm worked out, wrestled in high school, all that stuff. So I, I get it. Uh, but the nutrition portion of it, I never, never did any, any kind of studies into it. You guys, if you get a chance, you got to get Kyle camp on. He, I would love to hear you guys just wrap it about nutrition For sure. and stuff. Yeah. Like we that. do but a ton of stuff in the backwoods with he's got our nutrition, he, the stuff that, that I'm hearing and not just from camp, but like, um, like when I I used to go, okay, you're working out, you need crap tons of protein. You always hear those stats like, oh, oh sure. one, of, or one, one gram of protein for every body oh, pound, yeah. right? So I'm in the woods and I'll take like high protein power bars mm-hmm. and jerky and all that stuff. And that just sits in my gut when I'm trying to move mm-hmm. and it's horrible. And so I hear somebody like, like camp or one of you guys go, hey, dude, you need to take a, a sandwich bag full of tang and uh two pounds of gummy bears and you will not quit all day long. And I'm like, really? Like all the crap that you would never eat at home yeah. on the hill. Right. You need to just pack yourself. You also got to think stuff. about how your body's using those calories. Right. Yeah. And, what, yeah. and you know, you need energy when you're on the mountain. Yeah. Right. Not trying to build 
muscle. Exactly. Right. And I never thought, I didn't, I didn't know yeah. that, right? I'm like, oh, you need yeah. sugars, you need carbohydrates, you need those yeah. things that your body yeah. uses I'll, I'll, as energy. I'm going to get, I'm going to give you an insider piece right here. Yeah, let's hear it. This, this, this would be death hike worthy. Go find you can U C A N. Okay. And not an official sponsor, but not an official sponsor. Um, <laughs> and, and then also I would begin supplementing beetroot before you go. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me what beetroot does. So beetroot is going to help improve your cardiac output. So the, the it blood dilates your, the, your blood the, vessels. the, oxygen carrying component within like red right. blood cell uptake and stuff like that, it's going to actually help improve your cardiac output. And then what you can will do is you can as a super starch. I'm going to put it in my phone right now. And you, and you can, you can will, um, and the, you can make, it, it's a drink. Uh, it's a drink, oh, but they also make bars. The okay. bars are really good. Oh, okay. The drink is a bit of an acquired taste, but it's nothing worse than any crappy protein shake. Right. But what it does is you can create a very long profile of release in terms of how you manage glycogen or your energy stores over time. Okay. So from, and, and the best part about it is, is it is a food source. So it's not some chemistry experiment you're like nice. experimenting with. So yeah. it is built from a long high cook process of uh, cornstarch. All right. And so, um, as you take that, what it's going to do is it's going to sustain your energy level. So like you mentioned, gummy bears, gummy bears are going to do this spike, crash, spike, crash. You can, it's going to do this. All right. Have you, and you've used it and you've seen it used. I mean, obviously you guys have a huge like set of like data set from all the people you're training, right? You've seen, or maybe even you personally have seen like a, like, wow, yesterday I could, could not do this. I know yesterday's relative, right? But like three weeks ago, I could not do this. Now I can. Yeah. Where is that coming from? The only thing I've changed is you can or whatever. Yeah. I've, I've, I've athletes that, you know, on the sports side who they get to the point where when they start using it, they're like, if I don't have that, like I'm Mm -hmm. going to, I'm in trouble because they notice how much their, their energy is sustained over time. And they have data like research data of like elite level runners like PRing in marathons with UCAN and literally only consuming 400 calories. That's unbelievable. Yeah, there, uh, if you that ever is, go into a, an NFL locker room, I know like my wife is uh, has family that works for the Chargers. So whenever they come to town, we get to go help them set up. And so I love seeing what they offer. And they have this giant table. It's about, you know, about a little bit bigger than this. Mm-hmm. And it's just got everything on there you know, proteins and carbohydrates, but there's always a box of you can really. Yep. And, and, you know, along with some other things, you know, some other, uh, hydration options, you know, whether it's, uh, um, you know, pick your favorite hydrate, you know, Gator lights or, um, what's that other stuff that's all popular now? Like, uh, the, uh, I, liquid IVs, yeah, liquid IVs and th- things like that. But then there's also you can bars and that's that I remember seeing that for the first time when you were at APC, mm-hmm. um, training, uh, football players for the NFL combine. Um, and I was like, what is that stuff? And you're like, yeah, you gotta have try you, Have you guys, I mean, while we're on, have you talked about what you do, what where your background is on this podcast before? Has anybody ever at like, like in the hunting realm? I know you, you, you have sports podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but does anybody know you're a trainer for like <laughs> the mammoth, right? Yeah. Does anybody know you played for the rocks? I mean, in the hunting realm, have you put that out there yet? Did I mean, you, probably casually. Yeah. I mean, we, we, it's I'm not, not something like we sit here and lick ourselves. No, I know, over. I know, but, yeah. but I, mean, you, I, I, you just I try to find it. opportunities where I, you know, I think the hard part, and we, we've had these conversations where, you know, you look at other people that are in, in this space, which is the, the training space. We'll just keep that like super broad. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a few handful of people that you would consider to be the more prominent people in the hunt prep kind of p- space, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, lot of, quote, lot of, lot of quote air quotes, going on. air quotes. Isn't there a Chris Farley thing with yeah. that or something like that? Um, and, and so the hard part for me is Jason, I've had this conversation a lot. It's like, I've never been one that's in the business of like going to go out and like disqualify or bash on people or whatever else, you know, and we do it quietly. We do it quietly. <laughs> and, and, but at the same time, like I'm also someone who's going to do my homework. And yeah. so like, 
I've went out and tried to vet all these people air quotes mm -hmm. again sure. for you. Yeah. And, and I look at them and say, all right, well, what is their background? Do they have an actual education in exercise science or kinesiology or something in the relevant field? Yeah. And if so, before, you know, yes, they love to hunt and they like to work out, but do they have anything that supports their right, ability so to do that. The right? next next one we're on, I know we probably got to wrap up at some point real quick. You guys got a ton of stuff to do, but at the next one we're on, I'm interviewing you guys. Yeah, we're gonna flip the script. Huh? Flip I, the script. I want to so bad because not not because I mean, you're you're humble. It'll be the H3O podcast yeah. by Ivory Holster. That's right. Because you're a humble man, and and I I really believe there's some sort there's there's value in people knowing, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. So if so, somebody doesn't have to go and delve into your background and see what you studied because yeah. there's a podcast out there and they can see, okay, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. You started saying stuff like anabolic earlier. And I was like, you think it's steroids. I'm going to look stupid, but what the hell's anabolic mean? Right. Or it, uh, there's, so I think, but to know I'm in that same realm, right. Where in my industry, in the baseball world, there are a lot of coaches that use big scientific key terms and make themselves sound really smart. Like they know what they're talking right? about. But at the end of the day, it just causes confusion. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, instead of saying anabolic, right? And, you know, from the world I come from, everyone associates anabolic with steroids. Right, yeah. They don't yeah. realize that it's a, a function um, of the body. But that can, I think it gets confusing. It, it turns people off when you start using really scientific -y terms, right. right? If you can use more layman terms to describe it, those processes. Yeah it becomes easier to digest to you as the general public, sure. right? Somebody who maybe doesn't know much about strength and conditioning, right? If you start throwing out, you know, vasodilating anabolic processes, you know, parasympathetic, this, that, and the other, you're just going to tune out right. because it doesn't mean anything to you. Those words don't, they don't process. Yeah. yeah. Which for guys like you and Kyle camp, you guys get together and talk all that stuff. You would, it would be such an awesome conversation, but for guys like me, I want you to tell me, Dude, you need to drag a tire every day for 60 right. minutes. <laughs> right. And then you need to eat right. gummy bears and drink you can. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's all I want. Right. Well, and I think there's there's something to be said to that too, right? Like people talk about how do you convey your message and how yeah. do you get people to understand, right? And I think there's a saying that kind of has context to that, which is like, how can you tell someone something that's super complex in the most simplistic way mm -hmm. that they understand what you mean without acting as if you're better than them right. or sure. super it's a, it's a worthy talk, not talking down to you well, right. especially if you're passionate about it too right if you if you right. love it like you want them to, right. to yeah. know the things that you know for sure yeah. right and that's where i think you know joel knows more of the scientific -y stuff i know enough to get myself into trouble but i try and rationalize things in in ways that i can understand and then I like to take that information and pass it down. So I'm, I'm kind of like the middle man between the, yeah. the, the he, common think, man and the science man. I, th I think he helps sometimes because like I'll start putting things together and then like I run it by him and then he becomes sometimes right. the voice behind that where he, right. he's kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, what was that? That, that doesn't mean right. anything to me. You know? right? And like, he'll, he'll help me build it out in a deliverable and digestible fashion where it's like, well, if I don't understand that, right. then you're not going to, and the next person, whatever. And to me, that's, that's where it becomes, you know, marketable, right. Where it's like, I'm trying to find ways to get people to understand these things. And yes, like my background and all that stuff, as you mentioned, right? Like this has literally been my career. This is what I do. Yep. 20 years, two degrees in exercise science. I've worked with all levels of athletes, you know, from young kids all the way up to, you know, most of the, the athletes I deal with now are, you know, somewhat high school and things like that, but, you know, professional and Olympic and, and things like that. Yeah. You know, that's been my whole career and my passion for hunting has always been there and my career in what I actually do for a living became how we built and started this venture of, of H3O, which was like, I know that this part of it 
has some value in what I really love to do on this side, mm -hmm. right? And how can we start like bringing that together? And it's just been a long process, as you mentioned, like, you know, kind of giving us crap about like how busy we are because yeah, we run an entire other business. We're in a 12,000 square foot facility that we're trying to keep the doors open and all every day. And, and you know, so our, our interest levels get really pulled in a lot of different directions. And yeah. so our efforts towards what we want to do with this has been really a slow burn, mm -hmm. right? And and at the end of the day, we may never quit our daytime jobs and become full-time H3O, but we want to continue doing this because it fuels our ability to do more of this stuff more often. And I yeah. think that's it's, what's been fun. So it's cool to see what, what you guys are doing because, and I it's funny, my buddy, Kenny, he's, the guy I actually started Ivory Holsters with, he's no longer in it. Um, but we talk about the level of, of commitment and I give him hell all the time and he gives it back to me. There's a, there's a level of commitment, right? So we talk about, are you pig committed to something or or chicken committed? And the, the deal is like when the farmer wants breakfast, the chicken has a contribution, but the pig is committed, right? Mm -hmm. and <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. And so are you, you're, are you're you pig, pig committed to some, Yeah, unless you're the pig. Yeah. <laughs> so are you pig committed or, or not, right? And so yeah. it's cool to see, even though you guys have a hundred irons in the fire, this is still going on. The easy thing to do would have been to text me today and go, hey, we're not doing it. There's too much other crap going on. But you have, you've not negotiated with yourself on this. And it's really cool. And it probably helps that it's, you're super passionate about I negotiate about with them all the time. Right? Yeah, you, you don't see the amount of negotiation that goes on behind the scenes. It's outrageous. Uh, I'm always like, what are you going on this time? Uh, I'm scheduling this. You need to be here. Yeah. And uh, so. I'm humbled to make it, honestly. Yeah. I really am. I'm so, it's, it's but, awesome. but it's like anything else, right? Like it's how you prioritize things. It's, it's how you try to allocate your time. And, and at the same time, like I find this to be a really nice release and change of path to what we do on a daily basis that we can actually mix into the fold of what we do on a daily basis anyway. Yeah. And so that, that to me is like this breath of fresh air at times where it's like, ah, we could sit down and talk about like mm -hmm. hunting and outdoor stuff. And yeah, talk I don't have to worry about bills or payroll yeah. or yeah. teaching as soon as that or door scheduling, closes. right? It's, yeah. it's good to talk about some fun. Yeah. So, so what, what would you, and you cut me off if we need to cut off, what would you do? What, what, like if you're, if money was not an issue at all, your heart's, your heart's desire, what would you do for the rest of your life? And I say that knowing, so like at one point in my life, all I wanted to do is be a pro bass fisherman. I wanted nice. a, a, like a 20 foot Ranger and a big truck and my wife next to me. Right. And I just want to fish every day. Um, if, if money wasn't an object, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, where's, where's your heart, I guess is what I'm asking. What, what would you, I, and it's gotta be in business, I'm sure, because you guys seem to be crushing it with all of the training you're doing downstairs and all that stuff. But where, where's your heart? What would you do? Um, uh, for me, it, it would be, uh, deleting all social media. Oh, sweet. Deleting. He said on a podcast. That's on a podcast. To YouTube. Yeah. Uh, getting ready to put on YouTube. Um, it would be uh, having either a place or at least uh, availability to be up in the mountains, right? Like, I don't know that I ever want to be a guide, but I've thought about having, you know, a, a place where something of that nature would happen. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I have talked about this where, like, we see this cool possibility of having that type of service because most of the time it's like, Hey, we're going to go hunting. And then we leave and the kids and the wife and everybody like, like, Oh, we'll see you in a week or two or whatever. Yeah. Right. And we've talked about creating an environment where both of those worlds come together, where it's like the girls go do pedicures and do girly things oh. and coffee and whatever. Dude, that's smart. And building a lodge that would be bringing everyone and the women can do all of the girly stuff at the lodge and there's activities and there's hot yoga and there's massage and there's spa and all that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. And then the men go hunt and fish and get outdoors and there's hiking and there's all these other things. And then at night you come together and there's entertainment, Do right? You know how much, how great of an idea. When I say that, like there are men that would pay you whatever you want. <laughs> To have that, because honestly, like I feel bad. And entertain their wives. I, I leave. I leave my house for for seven days, ten days, yeah. and I leave her with four four boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's hard on her, right? But for to be sure. able to do so, if that was the case, where they could have whatever some daycare, the yeah. kids could even come, and there's play, you know, play places mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, there are dudes that all that does is is 
elongate my season. Mm -hmm. I used to be able to get away with four days until she called and was so hacked off at the kids that I had to come home. Now I've put her in a place. I'll pay whatever it costs, right? Right. I've put her in a place where I know they're safe. I get to be with them at night. That just extended my season to 10 days because she's not at home cooking and cleaning and and doing all the stuff that I would be able to help her with had I not been in the woods, not shooting an elk. So that, so you say like pipe dream, like to me, that would be the best. All right. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's a yeah. great idea. Someone's going to steal that. So for all of our we'll 20, or 30, podcast. 20 or 30 listeners, they'll hopefully not one of them has, be a big, has pockets right. for that. <laughs> Where, where's your heart? I'd be a big league pitching coach. Yeah? Yep. I love the hunting and outdoors and fishing stuff, but baseball is my passion. He's a baseball yeah. nerd. I would, I'd, I'd be like Leo Mazzoni. I'd be sitting on the bench fucking rocking back and forth, like <laughs> just, you know, watching guys. Pining over yeah. every pitch. Yeah. I mean, that would be me. That's I mean, awesome. That's, I love um, doing it here. It's it's what I love about this place that we're in. Um, it's the business side and all that other stuff just yeah. kind of weighs, away. It weighs the, the short version of my answer is if I had that ability and I didn't have to worry about any other stuff, I always tell people, you'd never see me again. Yep. <laughs> Dude, that's, I'd that's wanna awesome. Be, I'd, just, I'd want to be in a big league roster. And uh, has it been I like be that since out. you were a kid? Oh, yeah. The first time I can tell you, I remember the first time I grew up in LA. So we used to go to Dodger games all the time. Yeah. Lots of (laughs) urban. Um, I can tell you the first time that I ever walked through the breezeway at Dodger stadium and took in the field and the stands and all the grandeur that was around. Oh yeah. I was like, dude, I want to do this. This is really freaking cool. It's, it's so and it, every single time when I was a kid, every single time walking through that breezeway and looking at it, just taking it in, it, I got the same feeling. Yeah. And it's no different today. Like if I get an opportunity to go down to Coors Field and do an event down there, I am yeah. always blown away by just the sheer magnitude of the building that you're in. And then obviously knowing what happens in that building on a yeah. nightly basis it all still gives me the same feeling. And see, I think for That's me, incredible. Like, I've, I've had, you know, that part of it, which is like, you know, I work for a professional sports team and I tr- I've traveled with them for over a decade, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm on the road. I'm, you know, I'm in Toronto, I'm in Fort Worth, I'm in San Diego, I'm in Vancouver, you know, and, and I've done that for so long where I've just been entrenched into that. And I know you did that as well, where like, there's a part of it where for me, I think some of that has kind of like subsided where I was so like about how unique that was and like how exclusive that is and how, how it still is. Mm -hmm. Right. And there, and there's something to that where I see people talk to people and like, even like buddies, you know, that I, that I, I, that, that aren't in that, you know, that are the fans, right? The NFL mm-hmm. fan, the major league baseball fan, you know, in our case, like the cross fan. And like, you see how they like, pers- like the, their perception of that. And it seems so like untouchable. And so like, Oh my gosh to them. Right. Yeah. And I think the hunting industry is that same way, right? Yeah, a lot of the guys for sure work in the hunting industry, but and, and I think they that's actually why that's... work in the hunting industry. Yeah. Then... Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I watch guys like that, you know, like, look like Fred Bohm or freaking whoever, you know, some of these guys where you're just like, Oh my gosh, how cool would that be? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and they literally just spend, you know, so many days, like, you know, like the NUMA guys, they yeah. have their recon team. They're like, oh, our recon team are guys that are in the field a minimum of 200 days a year. And I'm like, wait, what? 200 days? Yeah. They're like 19 and no girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Like, that's how is that yeah, possible? Yeah. I mean, that's the, the family is the hard part, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you think about hunting, right? You're going to be outdoors in the woods, sure. right? Same thing. If I'm in professional sports, I'm on the road all the time, you know, two to three weeks a month, you know, in various locales. Right. And so it's like, well, how do you handle a family in that situation? It's a lot easier when you don't have oh, commitments sure. or attachments sure. that you have to worry about. And that's why, like, you know, when I was younger and I was dating my wife and um, we didn't have kids, it was a lot easier for all of that to happen. The minute you yeah. have kids, it becomes hard because now it's like, Hey, I'm 10 days on the road. Like you were talking about, right. Then, you know, she's calling kids are, you know, dog puked on the yeah, car. Yeah. Like all the things. Right. And then you come home and it's like, Oh, I get to come home and finally see it. And then it just gets heaped on top yeah. of you. So that happens yeah. to me all the time. Like I'm on the road and Kim will call and she's like, 
Bodie did this. That's our that's our dog named Bodie. Who's that's our kid because yeah. like so much time and travel for me over the last like 15, 20 years that, you know, that window kind of passed us, us working on our careers and stuff. So we get, so we get the dog, right. And she'll, I'll be on the road and she'll complain about something like that. And I'll be like, put him on the phone. <laughs> I'm like, let me talk to him. I'm like, what, Daddy, what am I supposed Daddy's to do? going to handle this I'm right now. I'm a thousand miles away. Yeah. Like I can't help that the but dog, it's, it's, the dog it's was so... acting up on the way to the park. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? But that's what, honestly, I think that's what, that's what we were built for. We really like we turn on FaceTime. I want to scold him. We were supposed to, we're supposed to be that way. Right. That's, yeah. that's her world. Right. And I say yeah. that like my wife, I get a call. I was at work. And I'm, I'm like super stressed out at work at the time. And, and I get this call and she's like, not freaking out, but she is elevated. Elevated. That's a good word. I like that. There are, there are that, you can use ants that. in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, well, they're in the kitchen. They're crawling in the door. And there's like, a hundred of them. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. And in my head, I'm like, this is, this is easy. Like, yeah. Just get a, sprinkle some cinnamon on them, right. vacuum them the, up. Get, get we're the good. And just... Right. But her whole realm is like those four kids, the the dog, the house. That, so that was like, that was a foreign military breaching her border. Right. right? <laughs> and I'm at work. I'm like, I, I'm literally trying to manage like 800 people. Right. Like Ants is like nothing, but, right. but I've got to be the guy who like, you got to be like, all right, put Bodie on the phone. I'm done with this. Yeah. Right. And same, same thing with you. Right. Like, I know there are those moments where you're like, I, I wish I could do something, sweetheart. And, mm -hmm. and maybe it's just an ear, right. To just listen. But, oh yeah. but it's funny to me. What's, yeah. what's important to, to you while you're on the road yeah. is not at all. You, you could be like, I'm, I'm working with this kid. Who's going to be like the, the greatest pitcher oh, of all yeah. time. It doesn't matter to her. No, no. She's got ants crawling into the kitchen. Yeah. Right. It I guess doesn't that. matter. She, I, needs, she needs a pin cushion. So yeah. you didn't, you didn't answer the question. Yours go. I, I, I would just hunt elk all the time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so sick about it. Yeah. And I bass fish too, but yeah, it would be, yeah. The, the plan, hopefully once the, if we end up finding, you know, trying to build some sort of, and I don't care about an empire for the sake of an empire. I really don't. I just want enough to be able to, like, you hear about people that have, my great granddad bought a property on Lake Michigan, mm -hmm. literally a hundred years ago, never to leave the family just so that his grandchildren could have a plot where they could go and, and be for a while, right? That's so peaceful. They, they got a patch of land on the water. That would be amazing. My thing is like, I want a, a spot in Idaho in the mountains. So a With little elk. bit of acreage where there's elk and, and we can just yep. be for a little while. Cause honestly, my favorite things in the world are like elk hunting, bass fishing, campfire. Oh, I take it back. I did it in the wrong order. It's God, my wife, then elk hunting, bass fishing, campfire and whiskey. Like right. I love like sitting around at the tack with you guys. Mm -hmm. What a great time. Yeah. I had to delete that recorded podcast because of all the stuff that we had talked about that should never get out. Right. But, <laughs> but dude, like what happens in the club? Oh, I was like, clubhouse. yeah, I deleted it. I'm like, but, but that is like, that's, that's where my heart is. My heart yeah. is sitting around a campfire with a whiskey or a crappy beers with, with family and friends, <clears throat> man. I love it. I think that's what we were built for, but to get there, yeah. we got to harness that inner Karen, right. And work really, really hard. And so we'll 100%. get there. Yeah. I just yeah. need to, I need to deserve it. That's all. So. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's where we are, right? Like, I think our trajectory with doing this has slowly inched us into doing more of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and like the work that's been a slow burn. I like that yeah. analogy. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of what we do is a slow burn. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, uh, the, our other business partner, the, the third of the musketeers is one of those things where stooges, like, stooges whatever, um, probably more, more appropriate. You know, we talk about the fact that at least for me, like I don't get up every day and go, oh. dude, I did that. You know, I, I literally did that for 19 and a half. I shouldn't say that it wasn't the entire time. It was good when I first started, sure. but for 19 and a half years, and I'll, I'll tell you the, the there's a few reasons I, I quit one. I, I won't even go into it. A lot of it was like political because it was a federal government job and government shutdowns and crap mm -hmm. like that. Uh, the, the biggest thing was I have this massive fear of regret. And I say that like, I, I, I felt like I had been called to start and run a business of some kind. And this was the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. And at 41 years of age, I saw myself as a man at 60 sitting in my rocking chair, hating myself because I didn't do what I 
I wanted to do when yeah. I had the opportunity. And I took the safe government job route, which would have been great. It was decent pay, not super hard, pretty stressful at times. But like right. at the end of the day, the, the on paper, the smartest thing to do would have just been to finish out another Write 10, 12 out. years. Yeah. And I just didn't, I had that regret. Like I saw myself hating myself later in life because you didn't take yeah. the opportunity that you were given. No, we always, we always tell our athletes, don't play the what if game. It's the worst game in the world. Yep. You know, if you could, if you go down this road and you don't give it your all and you look back and go, well, what if I had, yeah. How many terrible, guys do that? Terrible place. Oh, so many. They all, so many guys. Yeah. yeah. And we're all guilty of it at some levels in different circumstances, right? Where, you know, I think that's the hard part, but, um, I, I think that's great. And, and, you know, for us, I think we're like sideline cheerleaders, you know, to see that that's the step you've taken, you know, I don't know how many times I text yeah, you, you like, guys are great, man. You're like, you I, guys are I, so good to me. I've texted Gabe like so many times where I'm like, did you quit your job yet? <laughs> Haven't I? Right? Yeah, like, it's I'm so like, good. Quit though, your man. job. And then it's finally so I freaking texted you and I'm like, I'm like, did you quit your job yet? And you text back. You're like, yep. And I was like, yes, let's go. Right. Like, and I was so pumped for you. Cause I'm like, you're going to, you're going to, make it and you're going to do what you intended to do and, and what, you know, there's I a, think there's a great Steve Harvey quote. Um, he was talking in the middle of one of the family feud episodes and he talks about, um, taking the leap, like the leap of faith mm -hmm. with the idea that your parachute will open eventually. You just don't know when, Yeah, right? yeah. but it will yeah. happen before you hit the ground. It's, it's such a great analogy. I, yeah. I, uh, you hear about people like, oh, no, and it's, and maybe it's just Instagram and it's my feed or whatever. It's like, no one's going to believe in you until you've done it. Like, everybody's going to doubt you. Nobody wants to see you successful. Like when you're a kid, it's everybody wants your success. When you grow up, nobody cares. And I'm like, dude, I have, I have felt zero of that. Not one single person has come to me and said, one, one dude. Oh, and you, he's one of my best friends. And it was motivating to people, me, though. but everyone, right. family, friends, everybody is like, oh yeah. You could totally do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll help you however I can. I've had zero, zero naysayers. It's unbelievable. I've yeah. just been, I have been surrounded with just great, great people. Well, I think uh, there's something to be said with that too, right? Which is, that's a huge part of most people's success, right? If you yeah. surround, who you surround yourself with and, sure. and your circle, a lot of times dictates where you go and how you end up. Yep. There's a saying that goes, you're the sum of the five people that you associate with the most. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's like even biblical, right? Like. Yeah. You hang out with trashy people as good as a person as you might be, you will become a trashy person. You want to be rich, mm -hmm. hang out with rich folks. You want to be funny and we'll go hang out with, with funny people, right? Whatever it is, you surround yourself with those people and you will become that. And it's, I, I have found that to be true ever since I was a kid. I mean, yeah. I gotta get out of this place. Yeah. We're both in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, on that note, cool. well, man, hey, it's so good to catch up with you. Thank you for coming, guys. Thank yeah. you so much. For and uh, you know, I, I think we could do one of these like once a week, and it would never get old. And so, as I think we've always said, anytime you want to come over, we I will. do. The, I mean, at the next time, I come we should over, do the next one from your garage while you're building shells. I'm in. Let's do it for. I, but holsters. I want to be. I, I honestly, I want to interview you guys next time. Where I don't care where it is. Tell okay. you what, you will build holsters while you interview us. That would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be like time employees. Like, like a hot ones episode. Yeah. Do yeah. eat a wing and answer the edge of those fingers. The fingers worn thin. Like it would be awesome. So what do we have? We got 350 degree plastic, hot wings, and toxic gases. Yeah, let's sold. Let's do it. Talk about it. Sounds dangerous. I'm in. If you don't know. Ivory holsters, uh, the work, the craftsmanship, you know, just the mission. Ivoryholsters.com. Yeah. How do we find you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, and we'll then, provide uh, Instagram at Ivory holsters. Yeah. Yeah. Not follow only good Facebook holsters, too. Facebook, yeah. but follow him on Instagram. Is that TikTok yet? I, I, or I did. I shut it down. Chatter. Yeah. Too much Chinese propaganda. That's right. <laughs> I don't want this tracking on my crap. Bastards. Shut down. So but you too. I need to get more active on Twitter, honestly, because you want to find so, negative people go on Twitter. I'm, I'm with you. It's a cesspool of humanity. My thing is like, and I have it. Facebook, Instagram, well, and even YouTube, right? Anything that has to do with guns. Yeah. It all gets, it yeah. all gets, they're trying to squash down. all that. So yeah. it's a little, and I'm, you can navigate it. It's all free. I can't gripe about it. Right. Right. right, right. For sure. Big deal. But you signed the user agreement. You're darn right. I did. Yeah. Not the one for you. You didn't read it, but you just clicked it and you said, all right, let's go. Yeah. Zero people read it. So cool. All right, guys, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, coming in. Yeah, yeah. of course. We'll see you guys next time.